0: Hello. You're listening to mock footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be
1: discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello everyone, it's good to have you back here. And uh, I'm so glad that you were able to come in from the cold and have a little bit of cocoa, unless you live in the warmer parts of the world, in which case I'm really happy for you. Um, Anyway, my name is Joe Langlois, and this week we will be discussing the classic film Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. My name is Ray Girosso, and
2: I can't hold all these reindeer. Help.
1: Do you know all the reindeer, Ray?
2: Yeah, I do. There's Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen and Rudolph, and that's it. There's no other reindeer. They live
1: forever. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Do you know how to spell Donner's name? It's
2: D O N N E R is what my brain says, but that's probably wrong. It's
1: wrong. It's so stupid. <laughs>
2: what it's is it D-O-N-O-R?
1: Donor? D O N O R? Donner? It's D O N D E R. That's Donder. I know. I know. Donder, I almost made an office joke. Please, cancel me now. I can't. Uh, I don't wait. have that energy. Hold on, wait. <laughs> canceled! <laughs> um, Stop. Yeah, so I was, you're canceled. I was... Stop it. Oh. No. Okay, you When know. you're ready to come back, you tell me first. I'm ready to come back. <laughs> thought i indicated that by speaking no that's not how canceling works if you're canceled you're canceled in real life can you ca- can you uncancel me please yeah okay little we'll snake thank you so can you
2: reverse me saying canceling and just put it in there wait what can you reverse me saying canceled at you and then you're uncancelled and in, in oh post. oh
1: oh yeah 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 okay backwards Hi. audio okay yeah that's what good. i thought you meant and I, I just it didn't it didn't click okay so we're here
2: like reindeer paws
1: no reindeer don't have paws right up on
2: the house top reindeer paws up comes good old santa claus this episode's just gonna be me singing christmas songs oh, yeah and holiday spirit songs i'm mm-hmm. sorry
1: uh don't don't apologize live your truth um I I did want to just take a moment to reflect on the fact that we are kind of coming full circle here. Uh, mm-hmm. We started this podcast off by watching a really old Christmas movie that you had never seen before, and we're doing that again.
2: It's a wonderful life, isn't it? It is a
1: wonderful life, here with me and with you. And uh, George. And George. George has always been uh, here with us. Uh, uh, George <laughs>
2: out of George Bailey like that <laughs> and expect me to not viscerally react.
1: <laughs> Ray, Come what on. happens in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer?
2: It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, no, um, In Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I'm assuming the, like, the old 1960s special? Yep. Right? The yep. TV special? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is our first TV special. It is a TV special. Ooh. Well... Uh, Rudolph is born in the North Pole, uh, destined to become Santa's sleigh deer, uh, and he's not the best flyer, and he struggles to keep up with the other reindeer, and he has a bright red nose that can glow, and everyone makes fun of him for it, and it's very embarrassing for him, mm-hmm. and at some point, Santa is like, you're never gonna be a real reindeer, like, to his face. Wow, Santa says yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, Rudolph's really down in the dumps, uh, is still doing reindeer training, but like, you know, what's the point if the boss says, you're never going to do this job? And eventually, uh, at some point, Rudolph uh, runs into and befriends an elf named Elmer, who is very bad at making toys. He is one of the very few elves who can't do his job. And so the two bond over their inability to do the job that's assigned to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they just kind of you know talk it out and be like, "Well, oh, we might be bad at this, but that's okay." Is We're Elmer still... secretly a human? No, Elmer is an elf. Sorry, this okay. isn't this isn't elf. Not this time. I forgot that we did that actually. <laughs> so there's just a lot of that and like little snippets of Rudolph like interacting with Elmer and like the fellow reindeers and Santa and just kind of trying to figure out his his path in life yeah. because it was supposed to be a reindeer and now he's like. Well, I can't do that. I can't. I, I'm a bad... F- I can't fly. I'm a bad fly reindeer. And my nose is so bright that no one can see what's going on. Um, And then Christmas comes that year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the sleigh is filled to the brim with toys. And Santa's like, I can't do this alone. And Elmer, who we learn along the story, is very good at organizing things ends up going with Santa with a checklist and the toy drop-offs to to help streamline that uh, objective. And they're about to take off, but before they leave the North Pole, the North Pole, an enormous blanket of fog creeps in. And so they can't take off because you might hit a tree, you know, while you're trying to take off. You can't see. When, have you ever, if you, listener, if you drive or know someone who drives and have been in a car with them, and if not, it's okay. If, if you've experienced like that fog where you can't even see five feet in front of you, mm. that's what this was. Um, Rudolph told me himself. And so they can't take off safely, and then Santa has this bright idea, because he's Santa, and he's the boss, and he's the big man. Bright up- idea? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Up on the housetop.
1: <laughs> like, how, rain- how reindeer paws sound.
2: How reindeer paws sound. <laughs> yes. Uh, Santa approaches Rudolph and asks him to lead the reindeer with this shiny red nose. Mm-hmm. It's it, that can cut through the fog and christmas is saved and also santa apologizes but that's not like a big deal or anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> He's just like I'm sorry I was rude. Dolph. Sure. Um so it basically follows the plot of the song.
2: What what are you talking about? You know. What? Can you can you give me I I really don't know what you're talking about. What song? Can you Ray, don't do this. <laughs> Can you sing it for me?
1: Um,
2: I just need a reminder.
1: Rudolph with his nose so bright. Wait, won't you fly my city tonight? That's what Santa says.
2: Oh, so you're telling me I'm doing a copyright infringement?
1: No, not at all. I'm. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like your your understanding is that the plot of this movie pretty closely follows the plot of the song. Rudolph yeah, the but, reindeer.
2: but but does the song mention Elmer? I don't think so. You know
1: the biggest plot hole of that song, um,
2: is was was Rudolph born from a virgin deer?
1: No. Oh. <clears throat> um, the song starts off by saying, "You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donder and Blitzen." <laughs> um, and. Uh-huh. And then, and then it goes into, but like, but do you know Rudolph? You, but you, but do you know this guy? And then the little kids are like, no, no. But that's a, that's the thing. Everyone knows Rudolph. No one knows those other schmucks. It takes work to remember those names. It really does. I think that's
2: the the genius of that song. Welcome to Mini Art Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for for chomping on your yard, Miles and Mars. Is that something people? <laughs> no, say? absolutely anyway.
1: not. But I'm leaving it in.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. So you just named all of the side characters, also.
1: Okay. All right. And Do they, they all don't have even... like unique personalities, or are they just kind of like the other reindeer? Donder's the leader. Okay. You would think it's Dasher. No, Dasher's just
2: one of the fastest. But Donder is the one that that keeps them together and is actually supportive of Rudolph, but not like in a gung-ho kind of way, but like, is still stern with Mm. with him and believes he can do it and just needs a lot more work. Okay. Um, And then everyone else is kind of a, like, couple lines here and there. They don't really get
1: personalities. Okay. Now... Was, was there any uh like original new music from this that uh that stuck out to you That not yeah. not the rudolph song oh. obviously but outside of that is there anything else any songs about precious metals particularly don't tell me silver bells is in this
2: is silver a precious metal silver is a precious metal or do they do a diamond in the rough song? Or diamonds? No, diamonds are minerals.
1: I need you to. I need you to commit to something. Okay. Um. Hmm. Hold on.
2: What holiday songs are?
1: <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh. <coughs> You're not googling right now, are no, you?
2: No, no, I'm thinking. I'm just sitting here. My gears are grinding. I would never Google a question that you give me on mock footage, Joe. Okay, I appreciate that. That's disgusting. I, I didn't and... think
1: so, but it just your the your you would hear out. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right.
2: Or I could be using my
1: phone. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Um, I'm gonna stick with silver bells, which does not make sense to my plot at all. But the silver bells are, um the no hold on i need to think of an actual thing that makes sense let's see how does the
1: song go silver bells silver bells bells.
2: it's christmas Christmas time in in the city
1: maybe it's like maybe it's like it's christmas time in the city but the gifts haven't shown up yet and everyone's kind of sad and it's like a gray It's a sad
2: storm. silver bells. Yeah,
1: it's a sad silver bells.
2: <laughs> it's silver bells and minor chord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> silver
1: bells And that's oh, that's God. when that's like the scene that Santa's like Uh Rudolph, be useful I guess. I guess <laughs> Cause I guess Santa's kind of a jerk in this one.
2: He kind of is. Sorry, not all Santas are are jolly well, they're supposed to be. But anyway, yeah, it's silver bells. You're right. It's what you said.
1: Okay, okay. What about the which of the misfit toys are your favorite?
2: I thought that was the second one. I, I, I mean, maybe it is. An- I, I it's
1: been a long time since I've seen any of these movies. I so. thought it was
2: like Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys was another one. Um... Well, regardless, it's Angie the the angel who
1: doesn't have her wings. She's beautiful. I love her. Island of Misfit Toys. No, you're absolutely right. That's a completely different thing. That came out in 2001. No. (laughs) That's like 40 years later. Yeah. And it's like the exact same
2: style. That's wild. (gasps) That's impressive. Yeah, it's Angie. Angie's my favorite Misfit
1: Toy. Who's your favorite Misfit Toy? I don't know. The train with square wheels. Mm. Yeah. Squeals, I think, is their name. (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's a very good name for a square wheeled train okay i love them i love these two misfit toys that may or may not exist
1: um but
2: they exist in our hearts
1: you know uh, there's not a lot to go through it's a it's a short film and it has been a long time since i've seen it clearly
2: I want uh, to believe that it's very close to the song with extra characters in there. <laughs> what do you think about the the monster? I love him. He's cute. And I I love the fact that everyone, like, gives him cocoa. Yeah. He lives, like, we all think he's a monster, right? But he's just, it's an abominable snowman, okay? I'm just going to mm-hmm. say it, all right. Mm-hmm. And he lives in a cave, and we think he's all bad and grouchy, but, like, Donder and Rudolph go and just Donder knows, and like after Rudolph I sees him that for we've the first time, we
1: to calling him Donder. Please it's
2: fine, be. um, because Rudolph sees him like out in the wild and is gets scared and tells Donder, and he's like, "Nah, it's cool, fam. Come on." And they just hang out. <laughs> they just hang out at the at this the snowman's a uh, a ab- uh, cave abode for a few hours.
1: All right, man that's what i want i want uh people to just come hang out at my cave abode for a few hours that's, okay that's where i'm at in my life to, to share cocoa and stories
2: scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of christmases long long ago yeah what the the lyrics from the song of what song scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long long ago it's the most wonderful time of the year that one why is there a, song, a line about ghost stories in a Christmas song um this has been this is outside of podcast Joe I mentioned it because I knew you were gonna say that Maybe we'll keep this in but there's a lot of discourse of why? There's a lot of mention of ghost stories on like social media right now in that song,
1: and it's because like that's what people used to do. Well, okay, so that's what I'm th- that's what I'm thinking. Like Christmas is a is a they... spookier holiday than a lot of people, yeah. myself included, give it credit for.
2: It's winter. Like people are dead. We're remembering them, but it's
1: also sad. It's it's it, it it's kind of like you know. I think I know why I'm more in the holiday spirit this year. Spirit, what? Oh my uh-huh. goodness! It's everywhere. Did you um, did you notice that Scrooge had three ghosts? Yeah, no, I mean obviously, yeah. We we can talk about the yeah, of course. Uh but like it's, that's it's, what,
2: what it's Halloween do. too. It's Halloween too. Christmas boogaloo. Like yeah,
1: it's it's but, Halloween too. A Christmas special. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, that's what people used to do: is tell tell scary ghost stories around the campfire and you know <clears> reminisce <throat> about you know dead family and ancestors and revere them but also tell warning stories about them to the children.
1: That's so nice. I'm glad that we're talking about this because this movie is really short and we have to fill out the episode somehow but I think (laughs) we're getting to the end of the first half. Um, Ray, what is your favorite line from this movie? It's by Rudolph and he's like
2: if I could just rip off my nose and put on a normal one everything would be fine
1: that's your favorite that's kind of yeah it's really dark yeah 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 i I guess it's kind of appropriate for the time though could you give it to me one more time
2: if if i could just rip off my nose and put on a new one everything would be fine
1: everything would be fine i'm gonna eat some popcorn you want to join me It it comes in a big can. It comes in a big can and there's a there's a little separating cardboard piece and there's some caramel stuff and some Uh, stuff and some regular butter popcorn.
2: Yeah, I'll bring some cocoa
1: for you. Yum yum. Hello and welcome to the popcorn break. Since it is the second spookiest time of year, I thought I'd celebrate by telling you about some other spooky podcasts that you could listen to during this the holiday season. The first one I'm going to tell you about today is The Cryptid Keeper. The Cryptid Keeper is a biweekly educational podcast where you can learn all about cryptids from all around the world, what they are, what makes them tick, and how to survive against them. Cryptids, of course, being mythical creatures that we cannot prove whether or not they exist for sure. Such as, for instance, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I would say is a cryptid. And so is the Abominable Snowman. And, um, so is Santa Claus? Is Santa Claus a cryptid? Have they done an episode on that? If not, they should. Uh, Cryptid Keeper is available every other Sunday on Lunar Light Studio, and it is hosted by the ever-charming Addison Peacock and the one and only, the real Alex Flanagan. Please go give that a listen, and I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you do, there are 120 episodes for you to chew through, so I hope you enjoy that. Happy holidays. So yeah, cryptic keeper. Be safe out there, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean that from my heart. Next, I'd like to tell you about Netflix and Kill. Netflix and Kill is another spooky podcast on our network where the hosts talk about spooky movies available on Netflix. They go in depth and talk about anything from the practical effects to the acting to the direction to the cultural context of the movie when it came out. And if and why it's important again now, if it's an older movie It's a really interesting show, um, and it's also really funny, and the hosts are both really well-versed in the field of film. So go ahead and give it a listen. It's, It's certainly something to get you into the holiday spirit, again, under the assumption that getting into the holiday spirit involves feeling spooky for you, as it does for me. That is hosted by Kai and Marty, and that comes out every other Tuesday here on Lunar Light Studio. Netflix and Kill, may your nightmares be plentiful. But I mean that in a fun way. Like, that's not that's not antagonistic. Just, like, fun, happy nightmares. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. How do you feel, Ray?
2: I feel decent. Decent. I I feel cheery. Yeah. I I feel like I just had a nice cup of cocoa with my friend Joe and we just kind of hung out.
1: Yeah. That was a nice breezy little flick. And it definitely makes some concessions on some storytelling beats. uh, Mm -hmm. And speeds some things up because it is only 50 minutes long. But uh, that's alright. That's alright. That's fine. That's fine.
2: It's not the best, but it's I it's a classic. It is I can a classic, see.
1: and there is, there are some things in there that hold up surprisingly well, Mm-hmm. shockingly well. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, it you you pretty much nailed the plot. Like the the plot is the How plot of the I song. How could I not? How um, could I not? Yeah, it's it, Rudolph is born to. Donner is his father. Donder. Donder is his father. Um, and Donner and Santa and everyone except for his mom and Clarice, a, a young doe, are very um, just like, what's the word? Exclusionary. They're like, oh, we don't want to deal with this, this red nosed schmuck get this weirdo out of here He's not allowed to partake in reindeer games not allowed to um he's never gonna make the sleigh team according to the santa uh and so for since he's constantly shamed for the way that he was born uh he runs away and uh also there is an elf or I'm convinced it's actually a human in disguise because he doesn't have pointy ears, named yeah. Hermi. Uh-huh. And this elf doesn't want to be a toy maker. He wants to be a dentist. Uh, and he's yelled at constantly for being bad at making toys and being a bad elf. And he quits and runs away. And they both kind of run away at the same time. They run into each other, and they kind of set off to anywhere. And... In their travels, they meet Yukon Cornelius, who helps them survive the wilderness. He's just a prospector who's looking for silver and gold, precious metals. Um, And he helps them survive against the Abominable Snowman, or the Bumble, as he calls it. Um, And they find themselves in their travels uh, on the Island of Misfit Toys which is populated by toys that aren't quite right in some way or another. There is a train with square wheels, for instance. There is a bird that knows how to swim instead of fly. Um, So, a bird is not a toy. It's Mm -hmm. an animal. Anyway. um, (laughs) They (laughs) are told they can't stay there because they're not toys, so then they go back home and uh, Rudolph gets older and grows up along the way because it's been months that they've been traveling. And when they... On their way home, they... Well, it, it's a lot of point A, point B stuff. but Rudolph <laughs> runs away Rudolph, from his runaway friends. Rudolph, yeah, Rudolph runs away from his <laughs> runaway friends because he doesn't want to endanger them because uh, his nose is giving away the position to the bumble. And... Then Rudolph's family is uh, captured. Family and Clarice, the the doe that he has a friendship with. uh, uh, um, They're all captured by the bumble. So Rudolph encounters or uh, uh, faces off against the the abominable snowman, and uh, it looks it looks bad for Rudolph. And then Hermy and Yukon catch up with him and save the day. Uh, and they disarm the the Abominable Snowman because Hermie takes out... You meant his out... tooth <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hermie takes out all of his teeth. So he's not dangerous anymore. And then Yukon and the Abominable Snowman die because they fall off of a cliff and everyone's sad about it. And then they get back home and there's a really bad storm and Christmas might need to be canceled. And... Uh then Santa's like, oh, you're useful to me now. I'll accept you. Please be on my sleigh team. And then everyone's like, yeah, Rudolph's always been great. And that's what we've always been saying, even though everyone was mean to Rudolph the whole that time. That was just dad. That was just it was Yeah, it was I dad and make... Santa. You were right. Santa's and, yeah. a jerk.
2: I do want to make it clear that Sam, the living snowman, did say that once Rudolph and co came back from their face off with the bumble, they he said that hmm, maybe being rude to misfits was the bad idea because someone died.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then Yukon and the Bumble show up, and the Abominable Snowman is nice now, and they're not dead. Uh, they just pull a quick little resurrection and uh, show up, and they celebrate with everyone at the end of the movie. That's that's the whole plot
2: that's it it's pretty it's simple
1: it's it is it's like there's rudolph's born at point a he there's a problem he he's not accepted at point a so then he goes off on travels he obtains the secret knowledge at point point b and then he goes back to point a and overcomes the problem it's it's very straightforward
2: yeah i mean it's the it's a simple plot for the song yeah that back in the 60s when
1: around when the song happened yukon cornelius is my dad i can't believe like he's so forgettable how i can't like i can't forget the song that he doesn't even sing it's just because he's searching for silver and gold that Burl Ives sings at the, the snowman sam um but like he he's just I, I never for I never remember anything about him. I didn't remember that he died. <laughs> he is so good. He's a very good He's prospector. Incredible.
2: He has a gun and he never uses it That's on so his enemies. Great. Yeah,
1: he has a gun and he never uses it. He the Instead, way that they escaped the bumble the fir- escape the bumble the first time is they, they all are on like a, the end of the the edge of the ice and he uses his pickaxe to uh, break off a piece so that they can float away because the the abominable snowman can't swim. And then he uses his shovel to paddle away. And it's like a lot of detail into this this little explorer character. It's really cool. I love Yukon Cornelius. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And then when they hit the other ice at, on the island of Misfit Toys, and it's a storm, so they can't see anything, but they run into it. They crash into it, and then he yells, Land! Ho! Yes. <laughs> and Herbie's like, no, like, what did he say? Like, no dog or something like that? Herbie's yeah, really so sassy.
2: <laughs> Herbie's very sassy, and it's very good. Oh, and don't forget when Yukon Cornelius was showing his dog how to mush.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dogs are refusing to go. He's like, mush, mush. No, here, like this. And then he starts dragging the sleigh and all the dogs jump up on the sleigh with everyone else.
2: And he's the one pulling it around when they're trying to escape the bombable yeah. snowman. Yeah. He's very good. He's a very yeah. good, strong prospector There's man literally who... nothing
1: wrong with him. Except, nope. I mean, I guess for except for the fact that he's like looking for precious metals and trying to strike it rich, but like he's going out there on his own. He's doing it. He's doing it himself. He
2: pulled up his bootstraps, and he's not telling anyone else to do that. Yeah. In fact, he's helping Rudolph and Hermie t- t- explore and ex- yeah. survive in the wild without asking anything in return.
1: The the silver and gold song, and that like. Small little plot line bothers me a lot because the moral backbone of this movie is that, you know, people can be different and that's a good thing. And that's something that should be celebrated. And Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be dismissive of somebody just because they look a little different than you're used to or act a little different than you're used to. And... Yukon Cornelius is introduced, and then Sam the Snowman sings, or takes over to sing a song about silver and gold and how every Christmas tree should have gold and silver tinsel all over it. Otherwise, what what kind of Christmas tree is it? It's not even worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. And it's very prescriptivist and very, like, this is the this way This is things, what a Christmas tree yeah, should be. Um, this is how Christmas is. This is how Christmas is, yeah. So...
2: It was a but, little strange.
1: Yeah. But it's a, it's a song that gets stuck in my head. Any, like, I, I, I I said during the movie, like, help me, I, help me if I can't stop myself from singing silver and gold when we're talking about our, um, like, overwatch placements or something.
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh, no, that happened a lot, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want people to think that this movie was just about, uh, Yukon, cornelius it was barely movie, about you it was barely about but he's our favorite it seems like yeah <laughs> um there's also clarice uh doe friend
1: who yeah. sings a very beautiful song <laughs> she does
2: i don't even remember this, this it was like a lot t- of she songs was just
1: comforting it. rudolph because yeah he's like i'll never be on the sleigh team and she's like well tomorrow for dreams or tomorrow is for dreams like it's okay you know you can You'll we be can all right. keep working toward it it's all right um, yeah, and then when he runs away, Donner's like, "I'm gonna go find him. You stay here. This is not woman's work." And then uh, Donner, Mrs. Donner, and Clarice are like, "Yeah, we're gonna go out too." Like after he <laughs> leaves, they're like, "We're gonna like, we're also gonna go gonna... find <laughs> this
2: person, this deer we care about now." <laughs> yeah. And they all end up captured, but it, but the point is that they left on their own volition. Yeah. Um, I love, what was his, uh, Moonraiser was his yeah, name? Yeah,
1: King Moonraiser, the king, griffin.
2: Such a good name. The the king of the island of misfit toys who helps the toys be, uh, find a place. Yeah, he and, houses until them
1: until hopefully they are saved someday. And they are. Uh, at the end of the movie, Rudolph tells Santa about the island of misfit toys, and Santa's like, oh, I can find a home for these
2: Hmm.
1: And he does, and that's the ending credits.
2: That's mm-hmm. it. That's the movie. Yeah. I mean, there's is there a lot to talk about? The fact that it's a classic, and somehow I've never seen it. Still. Yeah. Even though I knew that there was an abominable snowman, an elf who wasn't an elf,
1: and yeah, we can talk about how this move, how how very clearly this movie was an inspiration for Elf, down to like the the little soul patch beard on the middle management elf that's yelling at herbie and the arctic puppets and the arctic puppets yeah Love the whole the, the whole puppets. set like is oh yeah very yeah
2: it's very good and this movie is a part of a set by the, the i don't know who the producer director people are but they made like a few of these right like they yeah made i'm not Santa super claus familiar with the
1: other ones
2: I am. This is the you chose the right one. <laughs> Cause I don't know this one, but I know the Santa Claus one, the Frosty one, the the Miser one a little bit, and they're all they're all regarded as the uh, uh, holiday. They're all regarded as holiday classics in in the the mm-hmm. the, the U.S. America area here. Um, so yeah, they're fine. Can we talk
1: about um, Yukon Cornelius and Hermes? Uh, clever ruse to to stop the to draw out the bumble
2: (laughs) yeah yeah no go okay i'm gonna talk about it and joe's gonna reenact it yeah yeah um so to save rudolph and family and friends Yukon cornelius and uh hermy decide to draw out the abominable snowman and then drop a boulder to knock him out, and then Hermie pulls out its teeth and disarts distooths him. But in order to draw him out, um, Yukon Cornelius says something along the lines of, "The if there's something like the abominable snowman can't resist a pork dinner over deer," mm-hmm. and so Hermey gets on his knees on on all four and and oinks like a pig.
1: He says, "Oink, oink."
2: that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And the (laughs) abominable snowman comes outside. (laughs) (laughs) It was very good. You could tell Herbie did not want to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's like, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't remember, like... I don't remember Santa being so mean, but you totally called that. Uh, I can't
2: believe Santa's such a jerk. You said
1: that Donner was, like, the leader, and that is established early in the movie. Like, Donner is, like, the, the lead of the team. mm mm-hmm. Um. I didn't expect him to also be dad, but he was yeah. kind of a father figure in my, my book. Yeah, yeah. In my adaptation. Um. There was room for Comet to be that because he was Comet was the coach at the Reindeer Games and he was teaching oh, all the yeah. young bucks how to like fly and and stuff. But um, after it was revealed that Rudolph had a red nose, he, he along with everyone else was like, "No, no one talked to this weirdling." Oh, that that's a point
2: that we forgot to make is that when Rudolph is born. He has the red nose, and Santa comes to check up on him, and he's like, "He's never gonna be a reindeer." Yeah. Uh, and then Donner's like, "We're gonna cover up that nose." Yep. And yeah. decides to cover it up
1: with some mud. They put they mud a on fake it, nose. and then they, yeah, they make a fake nose for him to wear, and, and I'm it, just like, it's uncomfortable for him. It like it makes him not able to breathe or talk correctly, um, and they just force him to wear it until he gets fed up and runs away.
2: I'm like, don't hide your child's identity. Don't do that. That's bad.
1: Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, we forgot to talk about Fireball. I, I don't think we forgot to talk about Fireball. Fireball's a good uh. name for a deer. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it.
2: That's all we needed
1: to say. I mean, Fireball is a good name for a deer. And Fireball defend- is one of the other young bucks that, uh, are, like is origin or is at first very friendly toward Rudolph, and is like teaching him about the reindeer games and everything, and like. They're gonna be friends, basically. They're gonna be best buds, and then when Rudolph's fake nose falls off, uh, Fireball is the first person or the first reindeer to see it, and he like freaks out. He's like, "Oh my god, what's what is this? Stay away from me!" Which, Mm -hmm. like, I want to just say that Fireball was very startled and then learned to be as uh, judgmental from like the parental figures, like Comet like at first when, when when somebody's nose falls off you could be like whoa what is going on and have a moment of fear but uh when that's explained as we need to we need to stay away from this person we need to cast them down and and put them away then that's where that learned prejudice comes from
2: yeah that's sad well yeah well it's
1: also true it's it's the the i think the bummer about this movie is that it it doesn't really it doesn't really fix the problem that it is setting to setting out to to display um mm. because like i said the moral backbone of the movie is that you need to accept people for who they are um, but that doesn't really happen. Like, everyone accepts Rudolph for who he is once he becomes useful. Right. Just and, like the song says. Exactly. And um, and then they're like, oh, Rudolph's cool, and since, you know, Hermie's your friend and save your life, you know, like we'll let Hermie do whatever he wants to. And they go and collect all the misfit toys and everything like that. But it doesn't it doesn't really feel like anyone learned their lesson, uh, especially with Donner being like, that's my buck! Like, I ooh. knew he was gonna be great the whole time! Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't get to take credit for good parenting right now, Donner. Sorry. <laughs> nope, you you did the opposite of
2: that. In fact, your son ran away. Yeah. Um, No, I think you're right that it doesn't... I don't think it sets out to solve those problems i think it's just there to provide a visual medium for the song which does not solve a problem per se it's rudolph is here and well it is, is shunned
1: i think i think a big difference for me between the song and the movie is that in the song santa's not a jerk santa's that's not a true. jerk that's <laughs> true that's true
2: santa is not a jerk uh in the song and uh all we get of Santa is won't you guide my sleigh tonight, Yeah, which we also get in the movie. Right. I would like follow me here. I would like a second version of the song that features Fireball and Clarice and Rudolph and the next generation. Yeah. And then we have a third, or I'm uh, a second reindeer friend. Yeah. That reindeer we, team we don't TNG. recall. <laughs> Who's the next rain- reindeer that we don't recall? Is it Rudolph's child? What's her name? You know,
1: I I'd love to tell Yuri, I just can't remember right now.
2: Oh, do you not recall? Okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay.
1: Um I felt like there was something else I wanted to get into, but
2: What was your favorite song?
1: Uh oh, the Island of Misfit Toys song. Cause it was it was like really dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, was no, really no, no. Sad. it was the it was the it was the we're misfits song that like Hermie sings the first verse mm. f- just real quick and then Rudolph sings the second one later on and then they come t- come together later on but I really love how Hermie's like you can't fire me I quit I guess that's why I'm a misfit or you know like I don't remember mm. exactly what it is but it's that's that's good stuff right there
2: that is good. It was very good. It was very fun.
1: They have I... they have fun. Like that's that's when when Hermie and Rudolph have both decided to run away and they meet up on their way out of town. They just have fun together for a little while. And it's really nice. Yeah,
2: they're not being held down by societal expectations. Yeah.
1: They're just being themselves and and celebrating the fact that they are different. Yeah. Ha.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And then it sucks they get to oh. the Isle of Misfit Toys and the, they 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 don't
2: belong because they're not toys. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's rough.
1: No, uh, even better, as you said during the movie, Ray, they, they celebrate being independent together.
2: Uh, <laughs> I did say that. If you've ever seen the Steven Universe movie, you're welcome. And then I said that, and then Hermie says, then let's be independent together. Yeah. And then... He In be, my, my he
1: literally says
2: that. <laughs> and then they start singing the the misf the the Independent song. And together. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's independent together stop. Independent together if we try.
1: Uh yeah. Alright, well. Um I think that about does it for us. Ray, would you recommend watching this movie to somebody who had never seen it before? Do you think it's worth adding to the a uh, list of christmas classics
2: yeah consently kidnap a friend sit on a couch together and
1: watch this movie okay well let's uh let's go i'm done uh, yeah we're not even gonna close <laughs> out the episode this week <laughs>
2: We need to. The holiday spirit swells in the heart of the American bear.
1: (laughs) That's right. And I am the American bear. Thank you so much for listening (laughs) to Mock Footage. You can find us on Twitter at Mock Footage. You can send an email to mockfootage at gmail.com. Big, big thank you to Lunar Light Studio for being our podcast family and hosting us. Thank you to Ross Gerson for helping us with the cover art and putting that together for us. Thank you to Ryan for... Uh, oh, Chongo, I guess, is his name uh, for, <laughs> for the use of Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop. You can find that on Bandcamp and buy it on Bandcamp because it's a really wonderful album. It's very good. And you can leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review so we can read it on the show. We want to hear from you. Um, think that about does it. Ray, what was your favorite line from this movie? My favorite line that stuck with me
2: was from Yukon Cornelius. When they're floating on a little ice patch, and he says, This fog is as thick as peanut butter. (laughs) I think you mean pea soup. You eat what you like, and I eat what I like. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lunar Light Studio.
1: Pretty, witty, and gay.
0: Hi, Ray and Marble. Hey, Marlo. So I've been watching this great anime that I wanted to talk to you about. What is it
2: called?
0: It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! And we've already been talking about it on the Deck of Friendship podcast.
2: Oh, you mean the podcast we do about game-based friendship animes?
0: Yeah, we're the first season, we're covering Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, and we'll move on to series like Bakugan and Digimon and Fighting Fudons and Dinosaur King and all sorts of other anime that focus on friendship as a core theme and are based on a physical game. It's a a wild concept for a podcast, and we're doing it.
2: Yeah, and we talk about those themes and how they pertain to these games and how you should use friendship and working together to overcome obstacles.
0: Not only do we cover important aspects of the shows themselves like friendship, togetherness, socialism, and more, but we also get to the important questions. What happened to Grandpa? Is the heart of the cards cheating? What would your Millennium item be? So you want us to make our own Millennium items? Mine is the Millennium Estrogen.
2: Oh, you
0: win. Legit answer. I would either want, like, a millennium piercing or a millennium tattoo.
2: Ooh. Now, this might inform you a lot about me as a person, but I'd like a millennium fork.
0: (laughs) Somehow, Ray, somehow I knew. I knew.
2: it doesn't do what you think it does. It's a thing.
0: Oh, so it's like a tuning fork.
2: Yeah, Ooh. I need to figure out the details and where the eye goes because every Millennium item has an eye mm-hmm, somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Is that a thing? I think so. Well, now so. I feel like I got a short, the short end of the stick since I picked
0: a Millennium copy of Scorpion King 2 Rise of the Warrior specifically on Blu-ray. <laughs>
2: Hey, there's a bunch of uses for that one. Yeah, there's a there's
0: a <laughs> lot of power in that disc.
2: Whoever watches it, their soul gets sucked into the video, and they have to live that movie. <laughs> this is getting
0: this bloody. is getting wild.
2: A little bit.
0: So where where can this podcast be found?
2: Deck of Friendship can be found on the Lunar Light Studio Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes,
0: or in the Shadow Realm. Or in the Shadow Realm. <laughs>